but we did this one exercise and we said a word that we we're going to live into from now on. Like with we're making this connection with everyone there, and these people are like you know some of the Olympians, some of them community run crew global leaders, and it's love and courage and mine was elevate. And I always thought that I had to elevate myself to elevate those around me. But I now I understand that I elevate those around me to elevate myself. Um, and now I've got a wee sticker on my leg saying that. So it's just a wee reminder to be like, you know, it's not a it's not about, you know, putting yourself first. It's about bringing everyone with you. So um, that's what I'm all about is bringing people along for the ride because it's that's what it's really about i'm rin mcdonald and this is the hope initiative a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet earth or i speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours Hello, hello. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Hope Initiative. My name is Rin MacDonald. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode number 64 with Matt Willicks. Matt and I were complete strangers before this conversation. I started following him on Instagram well prior. This conversation occurred in March of 2021. And yeah, I think I started just following him on Instagram because he had a cool, cool grid, probably was posting some things that I resonated with. And that led me to, yeah, sliding into his DMs, just replying to a few things that I found interesting. And we were able to line up uh, a chat. So I really enjoyed yeah, having him on. Unfortunately, this conversation, like I said, happened about six months ago. So, you know, between lockdowns and various different things that life throws your way, my way, um, I've been unable to get this podcast out until now. So, yeah. Look, it happens, but look, listening back to this conversation, it's so relevant to to now and moving forward, I'm going to be really proud of it. So yeah, without further ado, I welcome you to listen to this brilliant conversation with the creative legend that is Matt Willicks. Please enjoy. Matt Willicks, welcome to The Hope Initiative. Cheers, mate. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. We've just had a bit of a chat before we've gotten started. We've met today, 10, 15 minutes ago. Love a, um impromptu kind of call up. Well, not so much impromptu. We've taken our time to get here, but yeah, yeah look, I've always come into things with curiosity. So yeah, why not lead with it? Yeah, I appreciate it. And that's why I've got you on today. I've followed you on social media, on Instagram, Uh I was thinking earlier today, how long has it been? And I feel like it's coming on to a year. There's probably some way I can find out. Not that I've bothered to, but I feel like it was somewhere last year, um, a guy I used to play soccer with. Um, unfortunately, this year he's moved on to another club, but Josh Gordon. Yeah. Um, played with him for probably six, seven, eight years um, at Whitehorse United, who listeners of the of the podcast will, will know I mention often. I've played there for many, Loyalty, bro. many Loyalty. a year. Love that. Um but I think yeah, Gordo, um, he was treating you, and maybe you can can you say explain how you you know him because he shared you know a video of you on socials and tagged you and I'm always looking for podcast guests so I just click click on and saw you and, and followed you and that's that's how I started following you so yeah how do you know how do you know Gordo well that's always good to know that someone is watching <laughs> it's just like, I'm always watching <laughs> so long um, so Josh has been my physio or. Uh, deep tissue kind of therapist for the last couple of years um, predominantly well only I get into all things running movement um, long distance running whatever it might be anything from going a, going around the track or doing ultra marathons I it gets me going I guess it's um, yep. kind of been my <coughs> I guess community or community outlet as well as like I, uh, it's kind of given me the the tool set to really come into my own as a way or a catalyst for that growth into other areas of my life so yeah, yeah running it's it's more than just running 
Love it. And so Gordo's helps you with the re- recovery of that. So there you go. Linking, yeah. linking all of that. Ar- and he still does today, which is great. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, when you, um, when you meet someone and <clears throat> it's more than just, hey, look, can you look after me here? He teaches me about my body and I'm always, um, as I said before, super curious. and Like, what are you doing? Where is this connected? What is this actually doing for me so now it's not only like a treatment thing but i'm learning as well and if i'm learning then i can pass that on to someone else if they've just started running and i've got something sore here i'm like oh yeah i had that injury why don't you try something like this and then they don't have to pay 75 bucks to see it yeah yeah beautiful i love always learning well there you go thanks to gordo if you're listening (laughs) gordy um we miss him taking the stretches at whitehorse (laughs) on a tuesday and thursday in pre-game but i'm sure he's doing well at collingwood um, so I actually, that wasn't going to be my first question, but I always like to give some context to people listening because mm. as I'm about to learn more about your life, most people listening, I assume won't have heard of you prior to this, but Matt Thomas, who was just in here, he, uh, is a coworker of mine and, and friend of yours. And I believe he's done a bit of work with you as well. Um, he had an opening question that he thought would be good. And I thought would be good as well. And that was simply how many pairs of runners do you own if you know the number or do you think you, you own? This is a great question to ask a runner. And I am not your, I guess, typical runner that loves buying running shoes. I'm actually... The total opposite. You're like I'll, a two or three guy, two or three pair, man. Well, well, I kind of like work around the fact that I just get to know people and then they might give me a pair of runners, <laughs> you know. And I kind of, I come, and we can talk about it later, but I kind of really come from a conscious background on, you know, consumerism and mm. what it does to the environment and stuff like that. So, like, I, I try, and even though I do work for an apparel company now, but it's just like I really try and be conscious of what I'm consuming. Um, yeah. But... To give you a number, I've got a pair in my bag. <laughs> I think you'd, you'd start counting, you got one handful and then you tell yeah, them yeah, in the back. I think I've, got, I've probably got half a dozen half in, dozen. in okay. rotation. And, and as I said at the start, like it depends on what I'm doing. I might be hitting the track, I'm going down to the track tomorrow. Yeah. Or I might be going for a long run, which you know, you can have to have different stuff. And lucky, sure. lucky enough, I've got a few mates that can provide those hook, hook you up got the hookups G. Yeah, so, so you know hey yeah what are you wearing now just have a look you got some bands on yeah right? one of the very bo- nice um, up there boys he's a runner with us so he looks after us with all the street sale as well boss <laughs> love that so thank you thank you for, for sharing that so how I like to normally start all of these podcasts again people who won't won't know you is for you to share a bit of bit about your life and starting with your earliest memory so this can be from the age of one to whatever that may be and bring us up to the present day, Matt Willicks. Um, I'd like to maybe give a, give a bit of a time limit to this because I'm sure we could all maybe wax lyrical about <laughs> our lives. But, you know, roughly three to four minutes, starting with that earliest memory, bring us, yeah, to present day, Melbourne, 3rd of March 2021. Yeah, I guess my earliest memory, and I'm going deep, I might have been four or five, would have been at the BMX track. Um, my parents, probably selfishly at the time, their best friend's family did BMXing. Yeah. Um, I started when I was like four, but I remember getting my first bike, my first number plate and all that kind of stuff. So from pretty much five to 17 BMX and the community around that um, was a huge part of my life, ultimately coming from New Zealand. Yeah. Rugby's in the blood, so in the summer I'd be mixed and in the winter I played rugby. And look, I've never really thought of myself as an <laughs> a sports person or an athlete. Um, sure. But I guess, and we can get into it later on, I was just like, holy shit, um, I like doing, I guess, extreme, different against the grain kind of stuff and gave yeah. up, um, played rugby until I think I broke a clever... Broke my collarbone, collarbone with yeah. two big Murray boys in the <laughs> last game of the season. But, like, um, yeah, got got really into BMXing. Took me all around New Zealand, um, across Australia. Yeah. New Zealand team, um, captain of the New Zealand team for an Aussie trip. Victorious, thank you. Love uh, it. <laughs> uh, and then, like, um, started building a real good connection of boys and, and girls from a school that I went to in Dunedin. 
um, and still lifeline friends today. I know um, a few of them are over here and uh, they're like family. Yeah. So they're... I was born in the same hospital as some of them. Wow. Um, and it's just no matter where they are in the world, they're still in my life. Um, and we start off where we finish. But, like, yeah, co-currently sport or movement, I'll say, has been a huge part of my life as well as community. And then also, I guess, teaching people as well. I got pretty good at BMX and a lot of parents started coming up to me and um, asking how their children can do mm. um, and just shared them what I knew and I learned how to connect with people not only my age but you know mums and dads and older kids and I guess throughout my I don't know 10 years I, that was what I did and then a bit after that finished high school and went to Otago University and yeah. I don't know if you know anything about Otago no you know? no please share <laughs> it sounds like it well looks by the impression on your face like it would be a lot of fun mate <laughs> At the beauty of Otago University, it's it was in my hometown, so it was this a, a really good university, medical school, survey school, um, as well as the culture there. Like people came around from all of New Zealand to to live on campus and study down there. And I guess I just was so, like I'm really proud of where I'm from, and I, I was introduced to the pub scene rather early and yeah. you kind of get to know people around town and when people start coming down and um, you start showing them what's up, this is where you go for this and this and that, who you need to see for that. And, um, <laughs> and then it was, it was that's how I started, I guess, like becoming a bit of a connector. Um, yeah. And I went through university, finished with a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Ecology. Wow. Um, and then... Got to the end of my degree um, with a plethora of amazing people in my life from all around New Zealand and some around the world. Um, and then I shot over to Sydney with carry-on luggage and 500 bucks in my back pocket and was going to set up a shop in Sydney and um, met someone at a field days festival. Um, he was a Kiwi bloke and got a job within two weeks. It was Ended up working for a plain apparel company um, and then set up shop there for 14 months, skating in their warehouse, selling plain tees and kind of just found my way, you know. Um, But all the time just, you know, connecting with people and understanding and listening to their stories and really kind of, I don't know, getting on with it and integrating into the community and yeah. I guess I got to a point where I was like holy shit I better start using my degree um, this is what you're supposed to do so sure. went over to the mines worked over there did some gnarly stuff with geochemical kind of surveying um, geotechnical stuff water sampling like what you're supposed to do when you study environmental science and sure. then this is the mines over in Perth as correct, well? yeah. yeah and yeah it was pretty gnarly really it was a lot of isolation you learn a lot about yourself you learn you work hard but you party harder um and then found out very quickly that I didn't really like doing that and like um whatever happened I I became redundant I got an amazing severance package um and then for the next year I just went traveling and went traveling all around Europe and um Spain and Asia, Australia. I've done a lot of Australia. Australia is a beautiful country, and I yeah. always say when I talk to people that you need to travel Australia. Um, and then settled in Melbourne. Um, couldn't find a job for ages. <laughs> so I was driving forklifts, like I was picking orders in warehouses. I was really trying to find my feet and started, um, I guess, working in back in the environmental field consulting. Yeah. Uh, working on property developments, rehabilitation of con- contaminated land, started really moving into some big projects. Uh, I tried my luck, but, but like something inside me, like you were saying before, I was, you know, I, it wasn't what it was about. Like I was looking back at the days of, you know, creating stuff, that community kind of vibe, and I, I was all the while doing, you know, running on the side and, doing wee projects but I knew there was something coming out and had an opportunity to start doing marketing for that environmental firm 
Yeah. Got a, got a, I guess, a quick break. Finished very quickly with the three month contract, but <laughs> but then I, I kind of went back to the workforce. Ended up working for one of the big four um, in the climate change and sustainability team. Yeah. And there you go. That's the title. That's what you want to do. That's the life goal. Working for um, one of the big four. And so, what age were you when you got got that job? It was. Fuck, I've fast tracked a lot. No, no, uh, for sure, for um, sure. Probably thirty. It's so like two years ago. Okay. So pretty, um, pretty recently. And I lasted six months. Oh, wow. I was, I guess, um, I was working so hard that I didn't think that I could make it, like make past the six-month probation, but that I just worked my ass off. And I worked so hard and learned so much that um, ultimately they offered me the extension. But then I guess... To, and to rewind a wee bit, and I don't want to fill this time up with my life story, but... Oh, this is um, why we're here. Yeah. This is why I'm here. Man, <laughs> and um, the people listening. Please. I guess through that time when I was doing all the environmental work, um, I started building my passion projects on the side, and mm. that was to do with movement, and particularly within running. And I... Um, Connected with a run crew here in Melbourne, maybe four or five years five years ago, uh, called AMPM, um, founded by two very good friends of mine, or three actually, Nick, Dan, and Ben. Um, and this was a community of people that you know were, I guess, from not from Melbourne. You know, they've come together through running. To it was like a I don't know, you're looking for something new in your life and this was a platform or a community crew that, you know, welcomed people from diverse backgrounds and cultures and um, ultimately it's catapulted to me to where I am now because I felt a sense of belonging. Um, I felt that I could offer the group crew something and I feel now that that's my... that's what I want to give back to the crew. So... Currently started doing a lot of runs with them, started really pushing myself and what I could do within the running world, running, you know, your first half marathon and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting into this and start going to the gym and you start learning a bit more about your nutrition, met Josh, he starts treating me, you know, yeah. like this all kind of like, and what I now see it as like an ecosystem of community and my ecology degree coming in, you know, like <laughs> see how everything how your brain works, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like and now I'm just like, oh yeah, all right. And next thing leads into this, and get to go over to um, the states and do a race called the Speed Project, which is a 340 mile team relay from Santa Monica Pier to the Las Vegas sign, um, and you just, there's one rule, there is no rules, you just don't run on, well, I guess there is one rule, but, like, you don't run on the state highways. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, teams from around the world get invited for this, and my crew got invited, and I think I definitely was the first to sign up. I still remember sitting outside on my balcony being like, fuck, am I actually going to do this? And then I feel like that was definitely a pivotal point to being you know, getting in that self-belief mode and shit, I can really do anything I want here mm. um, if I really put my mind to it. So after that, um, amazing experience running through the desert in the middle of the night by yourself when your support vehicle's, you know, maybe 10k away or 5k away and it's surreal at the time but it was such a... I guess a yes, immersive experience, but a, a growth part of my I like I really made my self belief get stronger and stronger. Not so much the actual feat of doing the race, but what it involved. It's building a team, putting in the mahi, like putting in the work. Sorry, um, okay. I thought you meant money for a second. No, nah, what was the word mahi? Mahi. It's the Maori word for work. So awesome. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and it was just about how you lead with your, with your team. Yep. You don't lead from the front, you lead with everyone. And whenever there was someone that was battling, um, you know, the, I would be, I would put in the work so I could support them 
mm. throughout the race. And I guess over time, um, other opportunities started coming to me, <laughs> I guess. Like I think when you start putting yourself not out there, but you're putting your mind out there, other things coming, got to go over to New York, did some study over there within sustainable fashion. Yep. Um, amazing run crew over there called Bridge Runners, ran a lot of New York bridges and just started to really vibe this underground culture of what run, running and running's about, you know, um, which now has kind of le- led me into where I am. I'm fast-forwarding again, so got an opportunity to start distributing a running headwear company from Montreal called CLE Athletics yeah. um, and just started building brand awareness here. It's um, pretty prominent within Europe and North America and a buddy of mine that I went to uni with seeing what I was up to in the running world and he's just like, shit, man, like, what are you up to? So we started, I never thought of myself as like a brand creator, um, mm. but now it's going really well. I've actually just recently stepped away from the um, the business, but um, yeah. got it to a point now where it's really flying. Um, yeah. Congrats. Thanks, folks. Um, it was, yeah, I'm pretty chuffed to say that I've, you know, sold my first business and <laughs> never, never started any business in my life. Wow. So. Um, but yeah, like, I guess through the run crew, having that distribution company and doing these, you know, unsanctioned runs and um, this is where I've now landed working I, and I'll happily call my dream job at, uh, well, for the minute, at the, yeah. yeah uh, a yoga company, <laughs> but does a lot of stuff. <laughs> Do you want to name the yoga company? Uh, that, uh, most people would have heard of them. Yeah, Lululemon. So, um, Mad. so what are you doing with them? What do you do there? So my title is Community Programs Manager. Um, look after two programs for the company across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, one's a social impact program called Here to Be. Um, we align with organizations that are disrupting inequities within well-being through movement and mindfulness um so providing access to less fortunate or oppressed or whatever kind of community they are they could be refugees or whoever it might be um but offering movement and mindfulness to those communities um so we partner with them and elevate their impact and learn from them and learn from what they're doing within their community and then the other is the ambassador program. So we've got um, upwards of 175 brand ambassadors across Australia and New Zealand and lucky enough to run that program for them. So I guess all the project management and the stuff that I've done in the mines and consulting and working for EY and all that kind of stuff, it was it led me to a point where I learned all this technical stuff that now I know can apply mm. for something that I really into and that's elevating people that are in turn elevating their communities you know oh, love that <laughs> that's so cool thanks for sharing all of that man yeah so, sorry that was a bit of a waffle don't apologize I, I appreciate it. it wasn't a waffle at all i really enjoyed it and i'm sure people who, who are listening did as well so from that four-year-old boy who was bmxing to now did you ever envisage yourself as a runner or as someone i mean you sort of said there that you weren't someone who maybe studied business or or who knew and it almost came from the activity from from the movement in your own life that led you to that opportunity which has now led you like you say things started happening Mm. and where you are now but did you ever think if you can remember back that four-year-old boy or at 10 15 at any interval did you think like I love running, I, I want to do this or like, or in business or any of those things? Well, looking back, there was, it's quite funny, like my parents used to own a chain of retail stores within rugby memorabilia. Okay. And then the family friends that I was talking about had another store, but it was in streetwear. And I loved not the rugby stuff, but the streetwear stuff. So mm. I used to trade with the son. Oh, hey, I'll give you the rugby stuff if you give me, like, you know, the Levi's jeans and stuff like <laughs> okay. that. So I kind of always knew that maybe it was in the blood that I liked that kind of <laughs> culture. Like, it, it's not so much the product, but like the stuff that comes around it, like the brand storytelling, all that kind of stuff. And I think there was like this intrinsic kind of inertia 
that I felt towards, you know, listening to what I was up to, like listening to what I was actually telling myself. And um, through, you know, the BMXing, it was always like, oh, yeah, like it was more the process of the, the things that I actually liked was, you know, getting up and <laughs> going for bike rides in the rain and um, putting in the work and then race day come around and I just absolutely frothed on it because I know I'd done the work and so like yeah. everyone's well not everyone I can't talk I'll talk from a place of I I love the process and the process is will get you the result and I guess that boy or boy or wherever it is is kind of like you know it's all part of the process and I think deep down I always knew that I worked for some kind of global company um um, and I wasn't going to stop until I kind of felt that. And yep. I, I say felt, but like, you know when you're in the right spot. You said before that, you know, I've started moving around, moving around, and, oh, yeah, this is me for now. Yep. And this is me for now, you know. Um, mm. I'm doing what I do best is connecting the dots, and I guess, yeah, there is some kind of correlation to what I feel as a... <laughs> A young whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. Love that. So a, a trait that I've seen, but I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. It seems like you've been able to communicate and like you say, connect the dots. Well, you've mentioned that a few times and before we officially started, you were sort of saying how a theme was like just communicating to different groups of people. In fact, you might have even said it when, when we started. So is there a, a trait that you sense in yourself that, has enabled that to be, you know, naturally a part of who you are? Or if it's not natural, how do you go about bringing it to the forefront of what you do and communicating or however you connect with others? How do you do that? And to add to that, where do you think it came from? Mm. Two great questions, bro. Sam, um, See how you go with them both? Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. And, <laughs> and, like, as soon as you kind of say that, it's like, I'm a listener. If I can genuinely listen to you and I am curious as well why do you think like that why do you do those kind of stuff and I I generally like people you know and want to see the best for them um, I think I know sorry that to get anything really fulfilling it's not it's not going to be you know a new picture frame or a new set of wheels or whatever, it's actually having experiences with new things and new times in your life. And I, I think I felt that very early on in my life with, you know, learning from other people and taking wee bits and then practising them. And that might be, you know, a mentor or a coach within the BMX world or it might be now, like, um, people that I surround myself with in photography or... Um, creative kind of outlets it's just like oh yeah I'm, I'm constantly trying to build that I'm going to use the word again ecosystem of understanding um, and I think that came from I guess trying to find out who I was as a person and I th it was kind of being like yeah I knew I didn't want to follow the crowd I, I, I feel if anything I, I don't want to follow the crowd it's sure. um, disrupting the norm a wee bit kind of um, creating my own lane. Um, yeah. it, it's not like a rebellion thing. It's a actual, it's just like I want to I want to like live into my superpower, mm. I guess. And it's <laughs> it's a journey, you know, like you're yeah. constantly, you're, I guess, having that self-connection or self-awareness. It's just like it's an ongoing thing, you know, mm. and you can see it in other people, well, I can at least, and never judge them for it everyone's their own human being and I love that about them that's what makes them uniquely them so I think actually going into any situation like this first time meeting right now yeah. and I'm just being 100% me I've got no reason not to and I hope I can resonate with someone that might be listening as well that so yeah. that's who you are and that's why you're here yeah I love that I appreciate you saying you know I'm a listener and you know I'm listening to you right now so you're resonating with me and I know hopefully we'd both like this to help more than just each other, I think. It's fair to say, but it's it's been great so far. So thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate bro. it, bro. That's right here. Yeah. 
So fuck, I don't think I've even asked you one <laughs> other than the first question. One question. That's good. That That's I'll, good signs of a it good is a great sign. We've been going for like half an hour now. As I as I mentioned, I love a I love a good Instagram stalk. As long as people are on, you know, I mean, I followed you and etc. etc. I think people wouldn't you shouldn't put things on social media if you don't want the engagement in a sense. Mm. Like if you're like I I'm a big believer social media, it should be there to cause and to help connect others. And I feel like there's so much of a disconnect through not what everyone posts, but through some people, what they post. And then like, I, I respond to so many people's stories and like mm. commenting and I know I'm a bit out there like that. I know it's not for everyone, but that's just how I operate on social media. So. Well, I'll get you somewhere. I'll get you to the next conversation. Yeah. Right, right. I think like I was in your DMs quite a lot. And even if it's just to react to a story, like if I stop on something, um, I'll, I'll most likely like just send a react or you write a comment, just like, anything because i think that's why we put it up there um and so that's a great observation bro and a great um yeah like perspective and i feel like that resonates with me you're putting something hoping for something or expressing yourself in something to someone to resonate so yeah sorry to ask your question no 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 thank you feel free to add any anything and anything as i go so one of your posts and i took a screenshot of it and i've got it here just to to quote directly Mm. um but it was on the 20th of january this year and i'm just going to read it now so i get it right so you've got like a a a swipe through of of photos on your on your timeline and the caption reads all runners are artists what you see when you're running is completely your perspective your talent your way for seeing the world around you snapshots through time and space some outtakes from outrunning and then you've got i think like six or seven photos but on each slide there's two photos and they're like color coordinated which is like mad artistic and some of them you know one the first one i've got here is like of you and that's the first photo but then most of them are outrunning mm. and as you say there in the, in the caption from your perspective so with that in mind the question is and we've already touched on running and seemingly how important it is in, in your life. Then there's creativity, which I've, as someone, like I'm 28, I've always felt like I've been a creative person, whether it's been writing stupid songs for different jobs that I've had and like performing like in primary school and even up until I think most recently, like four or five years ago with my church and just like dancing around like a fool on stage and doing all these different things. Creativity, I think, is in all of us. But unfortunately, a lot of people have it, you know, suppressed out of them or knocked out of them for various reasons. And I'm not necessarily going to try to have a discourse on that right now because we might be here for a while. But what is creativity for you? And where, like, it's, it's seemingly at the forefront of everything you do, but I don't think it's that easy for anyone so if you could maybe just talk to what creativity is for you and then i've got a follow-up question i'll try to do the i'll try to do less double double questions in one absolutely um and thank thanks for reading that that, that, a little context to that post i listened to this podcast about and i can't remember his name at the top of my head but it was about um culture within skateboarding within the i don't know early 60s and he was a pioneering skateboarder. Oh, I'll try and get it. If, if we, if you can put things in the comments, I'll find it. We'll, we'll chuck it in the show notes. <laughs> That's the go-to podcast line. <laughs> so good. Anyway, but it was just like how your movement practice, you're an artist within that, and how you see it, how you skate, and I was just like blown away from it. And then, I guess, creativity for me, creativity is wow. Like, what is that? You know, it's so dynamic. It's so, you know so many different things but if you really want to bring it back to simple thing simple things it's putting two things together and that might have not gone you know together and i think running for me helped me get more confident with expressing myself in a creative way and um you know whether it's through photography or making a garment or 
bringing two people together to make a conversation like this is creativity you know yeah. um but I think it's like being observant with your everyday life and actually being present enough to be like oh shit that's beautiful or that's a moment and the way I capture that and then communicate that back into the world is how I would like to do it but how someone else receives that is totally up for them so when you release mm. it it's just like putting something up on Instagram right someone could perceive that as you sliding into the DMs who's this dude you know yeah, or sure. it could be like which probably happens a lot to be honest <laughs> I've got a weird head on social <laughs> no, but that's their perspective and that's totally. fine but like um I th- feel like creativity is not just one thing it's a way you communicate your way perspectives of the world out mm. um mm. and the way I'm learning to do it in different ways is, yeah, could have started with, you know, getting, doing the running and doing a half marathon and stuff like that and getting a photo and putting it on my Instagram or getting someone else who was really good at taking photos and putting on my Instagram. But now, you know, I like taking photos of other things that I find super intriguing, practicing um, how to take better photos of, immerse myself with amazing not only photographers but like visual communicators um yeah not even visual it could be copy it while you're in the business and <laughs> yeah. it could be through poetry or whatever it might be and um now i'm i really want to amplify that from getting myself as the i guess the the two and two is to like all right how can i bring a whole team of things to together to produce something so bigger than me I might have the idea but then it's just like to really bring what I see in my mind out to express that I can't do it or, you know I need to and I was literally having a conversation about this before I came here with my um, creative brand manager and I was just like how do you bring your team together enroll them on your vision get them excited enough to be like all right hey look this is how we work understand what their superpowers are and then then you're really building an ecosystem or a, a framework of achieving something bigger than yourself. You yeah. know, you're bringing people together to create. And that's what, you know, what started as taking a couple of Instagram photos is now coming into like, holy shit, I'm not even producing, you know, a video. It could be an experience. A couple yeah. of weeks ago we did a run retreat down the lawn with 14 blokes and um, all from different young Maddie was there and, he came down and shot it with his beautiful big camera and yeah. it was like, but that's only one we outlet. Like that's how we'll kind of wrap it up. But there was, you know, making garments. But I had to like connect with these people and understand them, earn their trust and yeah. all this kind of there's so much more than just, you know, what you what you might see on an Instagram photo or a beautiful print. There's if you can actually understand the depth and that the thought that's gone into something yeah um that's the end result but everything up until then that's the process and i fucking love the process bro. love the process yeah fuck dude it's so cliche no it's it's so true though like yeah cliche but like that's why the cliche is a cliche is it yeah fuck <laughs> i know we use saying how and how i know a good cliche yeah. aiden you know aiden yeah obviously yeah fucking hates me writing cliches like i've had it i mean i've only been here now eight weeks yeah white fox marketing and it's just been beaten out of me not that i used to write with them a whole lot but as soon as one creeps in it's gone yeah yeah well well, that's That's it that's a nugget that you can learn from someone you know totally and then that's going to be your work in five years time it's going to be completely unique to you because you've been bashed out of the cliches yeah for sure with your with your photography that you do, has that always been something in your life, or has it only come to the fore in the past few years? Like when? Because, dude, like I've tried to take not like to copy you at all, but like I try to take photos, nice looking photos when I'm out running. You know, I might just stop on a bridge or something. You know, and I remember this spot. Um, so, a previous guest on the podcast, Damien Bajaya. Oh, yeah. Who, um, yeah. He's an um, ambassador for Lululemon, so oh, he's in the program. Actually, yeah, I did I did know that, but he's um, he's a legend, right? He, 
I've yeah, as I say, interviewed him on the podcast, and he actually runs right near where I live. Uh, he runs around the Maribyrnong River I've quite done a bit. A couple of laps with him, man. Yeah, so I saw these photos you took of those stairs, mm. like these bricks right near the river, and just the perspective you got of that was like. Like I've been up there, I've sat there and journaled before and read a book and just sat there in the sun, you know, especially during lockdown when we were only allowed out, you know, that one or two hours a day, mm. whatever it was. But I never like even saw that as being a mad angle. Do you know the photo I'm talking about? It was like of the, the, the metal stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck do you like just, how does that work? Because that is... Like, I know I'm creative. I know that this podcast is creative and there's things. But obviously, we all have different ways we channel that and express that. For you, has that always been something that's come natural again? Like, how does that work? Um, (laughs) You are what you eat, I guess. And I say that not in, like, what you eat, but, like, who you surround yourself with, what content you take in, um, what you, you know, put your... put your energy into what you focus on. And I guess, like, yes, it's probably inherent to me. My mother's, both parents were extremely creative in their own ways. Maybe old man's a bit more analytical, but mum's eccentric and fabulous. And I love that about her. And I guess, um, I guess you are who you surround yourself with. And the crew at AMPM are full of photographers, designers, architects, people that just see the world differently um musicians you name it um and i think it just i'm far from like i wouldn't even call myself i'd like taking photos you know like um but i just think it's i know sometimes when i see the shot it's like a something goes off in my brain and i'm just like oh yeah there's a shot okay how do i bring it play around oh yeah i'll do that in post edit um and then I see post it. Most of the stuff's on my phone. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, you're not carrying around a cannon or anything <laughs> on a run. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes I do. I love taking people pictures of, I'm getting more confident to take pictures of people, but um, but like of, you know, I call it everyday art. You know, there's just things all around us. If you take the time to actually be present, look, I took 15 minutes uh, out of my way here because I wanted to go t- and like I just see things and I'm just like it's different um, but that's my perspective and someone might just be like it's someone with their sock tucked in and on the wrong side of their bike but, um, like tra- like I said this person woman had her sock tucked into a trouser leg yeah. on the wrong side of where her chain wheel was right. and I was just like that's cool. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> so you took a photo of that, did Yeah, you? I took a photo. That's boss. <laughs> and I was just like, because like the bike, there was like a bike thing, bike lane pass there, bike pass there. It was like, you know, these like subtle pairings of the everyday. And I was just like, this is cool. And that's cool. Someone asked, I think it's super weird, but like, that's okay. That's, a, that's art, isn't yeah, it? That's, yeah. that's well, the so creativity subjective. coming out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Fuck, dude, that's cool. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I love it. I hope people are enjoying this. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's good, bro. These are just literally like yarns I hear all the time. Well, not like this, but like I don't really. No, sure, but I don't really like. I like talking. Get other people talking, and I'm like, I love it. Yeah, and, and I just that's how I learn, and that's how I kind of take it in, and then I'll, if I feel like I need to add anything, I'll add it. But if not, I, I'll just listen. Yeah, beautiful. It's how, it's how I feel like I learn as well. It's it's from others. It's from conversations. Obviously, like I love to read. Well, not obviously, I do. I love to read. And it's why I started this podcast was because I love learning from podcasts and learning from others. And I would almost encourage anyone to start a podcast because not only does it get you out of your comfort zone massively, like I told you before we started as well. And for people who know, I've you know started this with my mum she was my first guest that's so awesome and she must know, be so proud bro. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> my mum loves me of course but um it was yeah it was incredible but I was so nervous mm. to interview my mum like you wouldn't think that you would be because you have conversations with your parents I'm sure most people you know for those who are fortunate enough to still have their parents in their life get to speak to their parents all the time um 
but just putting a microphone in front of both of our heads, it just brought this tension there. Mm. But then through that practice, you know, you get comfortable. And to say something that Damien Bajaya preaches so much, it's like being comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's like doing that. So, you know, whether it's this or like you say, the photography or, or anything, it's just creating and that art yeah it's so subjective but fuck it's 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 so good so i'd encourage people to you know whatever it is just just get out and do things right so with that uncomfortableness at the start was it because you were thinking not in the present moment about you know who might be listening to the podcast blah 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 was it like the art of having a conversation with your mum is is so natural you know it's like, yeah um and over that time, here's me turning it on you. No, feel free. Uh, and now it's just like, all right, you're comfortable now with talking on the podcast. So how has that, nothing's changed, but have you just become more present in that practice? Or Yeah, that's a good question. I think, and yeah, this would be different for different people, I'm sure, who have a podcast. Not that I ever wanted to have millions of downloads or, or anything. I genu- genu- genuinely wanted just to meet new, cool, interesting people and have conversations because, sure, I could have DM'd you and we might have met through a run at some point, but I probably wouldn't have had a one-hour chat with you one-on-one like this. And mm. there's been so many instances of that. You know, I've had 61-odd episodes come out, 60-odd episodes come out so far. And I'm appreciative of literally every one of them and of the friendships that have come from that. Like Damien, for example, the guy who introduced me to him was a stranger before that. So it's like, it's crazy how it goes. But I think why I was nervous with my mum was that I I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be good. I did want people to listen. I'm, I'll put myself on the hook and, and say that, you know, mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing this if no one was listening. Mm. Most likely, it's, it's great. I, I started it just to meet people but you know you're putting something out and you want it to be good so i feel like that pressure there it's a good thing and i definitely think i've become a better listener i ask better questions now but i think asking better questions yeah comes from listening Mm. and that's why i asked that really open-ended question to begin with because you you know i've got a few questions here Mm. but you could tell me a bit about your life and from that comes more questions yeah and it's questions like, that might be way more relevant or mm. important for me like i'm asking things that interest me yeah, yeah you know because no one might listen to this yeah. i'm listening right now so that's how and yeah from there yeah i'm i'm grateful and hopefully just continue this love that yeah, yeah. thanks for sharing no you're welcome bro thank you mm. now now i look at the question yeah, sheet yeah. <laughs> um yeah creativity running so Talk to me about community, right? So I'd love to know why you, you came from Dunedin or was it Otago at the time when you came from New Zealand to Sydney? What what brought the change and what, what kept you here? Because you said that, you know, you you worked in Sydney, you got a job almost instantly, but then after your, you know, your, your holiday around the world, your, your time off, you, you settled in Melbourne but sort of maybe struggled to find your feet immediately. What brought you here and, and what, what ultimately kept you here? I think, well, I know, um, it's intrinsic for humans to seek something, you know, seek something new. And then I'd been in Dunedin, even though it's I so biased, I absolutely love the place, there was something else out there, you know. And Sydney was, I still remember, it was Boxing Day, we all rocked up. We had penthouse in Darlinghurst or something, and we stayed on some one of our older mates' couches for a week, and then we had to find our own way, you know. But yeah. I was just like, I knew there's more out there, and I'm so. I think there's two things, you know. Oh, you could be courageous, but the curiosity becomes before the courage, you know. And to be curious, you go in with, you know, no sense of. You're almost just like coming in with no judgment. You're going into something being like, oh, yeah, I'm not actually... Like, coming in today, I'm just curious, you know. I'm not courageous or talking to the people. It's just like, all right, I'm keen to have yarn. And I think that is definitely one of my core values, curiosity, and it's got me into sometimes a little bit of trouble, sometimes amazing situations because I've literally just followed my nose and been genuinely me, and um, it's elevated 
me within whatever situation I am. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> coming back to the question about community, um, and it took me a while to get into the community here in Melbourne because, you know, it's entrenched with people that have been here their whole lives. They haven't left Melbourne and their communities are closed off potentially. And yeah. maybe someone like me wouldn't offer some value that they'd see as potentially beneficial for themselves just yet. I'd need to earn that trust. And, um, uh, you know, I found that sense of community with Marangru um, and then also big Kiwi contingent here that I'm still super tight with. Um, Marty, he's probably one of my longest friends when he came to Dunedin, you know, and yeah. um, so I met a lot of people through him and and that kind of snowballed from there and once I started getting, I guess, not ingrained, I don't feel like I'm ingrained here, known, I guess, oh, yeah, that's Willux, he does this. I don't want to be identified as that, but, like, he's a good person, you know, Um then things started opening up and I felt more confident with who I was and um, self-belief started growing and opportunities started coming and then it's just like, yeah, you could you could be given all this stuff if you wanted, if you had lived here all your life or, you, you know, you've been entrenched in the community because so-and-so's dad had a job there or something. I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's what it is. But coming from Dunedin where there's 60,000 people and I've got... <laughs> Bugger all things over here. I've got now. I'm just like I'm, I'm. I absolutely love Melbourne because you know it's so diverse, so diverse, yeah. and you can kind of find whatever you want here. Um, and it's, it's the best place to live. I mean, I I'd agree, but I'm very biased. I'm one of those people that you say I've lived in Sydney for eight months, um, 2016 to 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a tough time personally for me, but I've never lived. Anywhere else, so yeah. I'm very much, you know. Well, it's got everything you need. Sure, but I, like you say, you know, that curiosity to see what else is out there and to yeah, to grow. Like, I would love to live overseas um, and and try. And I'm sure there's a lot of similarities between New Zealand and Australia and Melbourne. Um, but that's that's cool. I appreciate you sharing that. I'm glad you wound up here, man. Oh man, uh, it's um, yeah. definitely home. Yeah, love it. Mm. So another thing that you mentioned in in sharing that bit at the start about your life was you have a, a joy perhaps for, for teaching, for learning and then teaching others. Where did that come from? I think I've had very good role models in my life um, and I say I'm very grateful for, you know, parents who were very hard, they provided everything they could at the time um, but then also, you know, I must have, I've always kind of kicked it with people a couple of years older than me that knew a little bit more than me and maybe at the time it wasn't the right stuff to know but I learned, <laughs> it, learned it quickly and then passed it on and then maybe got in trouble for it. But like, um, but I, I found if something works for me um, and someone else might be having a challenge or something like that, I'd listen to them mm. and then if it was... If they were asking for the help, I'd provide it to them. Uh, if they mm. weren't asking for it and they just needed someone to listen to, I'll do that. So yeah. maybe that's like what they—that's what they need at that time. Sure. Um, so it's knowing when the right time is. I'm not preaching. Yeah. I ain't preaching shit. But I want—I genuinely have—I really get my fills my cup up with helping someone else out, you know. And um, I had an experience. Maybe when I just started Lululemon, um, went on this immersive run experience and with, you know, global inspiration, um, global ambassadors, all the ambassadors, and I'm just like, they asked me to MC the whole event and we're in oh. somewhere pretty lush and um, Blue Mountains, five-day experience, and I was like, holy shit, like, Charlie Dark, he's like the biggest inspiration to me and now I'm working, like, we're having dinner side by side and wow. stuff like this. But we did this one exercise and we said a word that we were going to live into from now on. Like with, we're making this connection with everyone there and these people are like, you know, some of them are Olympians, some of them community run crew, global leaders. And it's love and courage and mine was elevate. 
and I always thought that I had to elevate myself to elevate those around me. But I now I understand that I elevate those around me to elevate myself. Um, and now I've got a wee sticker on my leg saying that. So it's just a wee reminder to be like, you know, it's not a, it's not about, you know, putting yourself first. It's about bringing everyone with you. So um, that's what I'm all about is bringing people along <laughs> for the ride because it's. That's what it's really about. That's beautiful, man. Seriously. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. No, no, yeah. fuck. I appreciate yeah, that. I yeah. appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, it's, it is what it's about because, yeah, you'll get further. And again, it's the cliche, but it is, you know. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and that's it. Like, whether you want a quick win or you're running the ultra marathon. You know? Yeah, the long, the long game. Yeah, so... I can do it for the long game. I'm only going to have more and more experiences, yeah? Yeah. Boss. Endurance. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could talk so much and go into all of that so much, but I'm conscious of time yep. and I do have a few questions that I really want to get to, so I'm going to get to them. But I know that, well, I, I assume that anyone listening to this can most likely reach out and, and get in touch and Anytime. Um, or come to it at the end where they can do that as well. So, we'll, yeah, as I say, we'll get to that in a moment. So, um, on the subject of teaching, mm. what subject would you like to be taught in schools, whether it's at very early age, like primary school, they call it primary school in New Zealand? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, four or five years old to 10, 12 sort of stuff or even high school. What, what would you like to see taught at, at any age if you could? Um, a bit more about, you know, your emotions, a bit more about it's okay to feel certain things, not to be, you know, centric to one or the other sex or for feeling one thing uh, or feeling an emotion. But, yeah, understand that, you know, emotions are a part of who we are as human beings and a little bit more understanding on what what that is. Yeah, I'd love that it's taken, well, still taking time to identify you know, why am I feeling anxious? Or is that even anxious? You know, like yeah, the, right. these words come out. But like, um, I think, yeah, talking about just really natural things like that is it should be okay to talk about your feelings. Yeah, yeah. That, that would that would help a lot, hey? <laughs> Rather than whatever we did back in high school. I don't know, won't put words I've in your mouth. I've never used but trigonometry or <laughs> oh, maybe once or twice, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed like history and watching. We watched um, Band of Brothers. Oh. I don't know if you yeah seen that like a ten part series on like World War Two. And I remember reviewing those for history, but can't say it's helped me since really. So yeah, something like like that dealing with emotions and well, yeah, self awareness that yeah, sort of stuff. It's about that we use that every single day. Whether yeah. you're going to a sales meeting, whether you're on the phone with your mum, or you're stuck in traffic and you're losing it at someone. It's just like, how do you deal with that? You know, um, I yeah. think that, that self-awareness, that understanding of your emotions and your feelings is is pivotal part of learning. And what, why wouldn't you teach about yeah. that? Do you have any, like, theories as to why it's not taught? Because I've asked a lot of people this question on the mm. podcast. Haven't asked my 12, 13-year-old sister. I've mm. had her on as a guest twice now. But, you know, what... Like, yeah, why do you think it's it's not? Um, to be honest, I, I haven't really thought... Well, I have to a degree, but, like, maybe it is such a subjective thing that the teacher actually teaching it, unless, you know, it could be taken in a completely different context with a young child where when their brain is so plastic and malleable, it, you don't want to you know, say something that imprints them for the rest of their life and sure. it could be a trauma thing or who, who knows. But, like, I think it is a delicate thing to teach and right. if you don't teach it in the right way, the end result when you're later on in life could be extremely positive or it could be... Catastrophic, yeah. Who knows? It, this, it is so subjective to her. Well, I suppose it's like anything. Who's been your teachers in your life? You know, yeah. pivotal people if they're really... Impactful. They've had a positive outlook in your life. You know, you kind of go, kind of going to go in that direction or whatever it might be. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, sorry. A few more questions before we end off. I've really appreciated 
let the car go past. Yeah. <laughs> Flying down. That's my other ride. Flying, yeah. That's your Uber. <laughs> Uber X. <laughs> no, I've appreciated this conversation, bro. And I'm, I'm sure that we'll have many more to come. Mate. I've um, been meaning to get to the AMPM Run Club on a on a Tuesday, but I've got soccer training every Tuesday, so I haven't been able to you, as of yet. We're, we're, yeah. we're there Thursdays and Sundays as well. Thursdays and Sundays. I didn't know that. This Thursday and Sunday, I'm actually at soccer as well, but yeah, yeah, there'll be right. future times, I'm sure. Well, I'm hearing his excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Sunday week, I'll be there. Um, so, definition of success. This is, a, this is a cliche question on a podcast, but for you, what is, is your definition of, of success? How do you manage it in your running, at Lulu, in the things you do? Um... Or do you do you not seek it? Like I think I, I seek it on the daily, like and day, like there's long term successes and things that I want to do that are things, but like every day, like today's been a good day because you know I had some epic wins, I had a couple of challenges, um, had some good conversations, bike ride, took some pictures, blah blah blah, and I feel you know I've woken up today and I've really like. What is it? Eight, twelve tonight, and I'm still doing stuff that I'm really getting lit up by, and yeah. that's success. Every day. if you can do that every day, and you do that for ten years straight, that's you're only going to live like that's going to be your successful life, you know. Um, yeah. But if I if I brought it back to one thing, I'd love to people to be like, yeah, you know, a respected member of the community, and people be like, yeah, Willick's helped me or something. Yeah. You, you really did. So, yeah, that's success for me. Yeah, I love that. You sort of answered the next question that I have in that one. Mm. But I, this is why I started the podcast. It was because I, I loved learning from listening to other podcasts. Um, a lot of them, though, were Tim Ferriss show, oh, yeah. listen to a few Joe Rogan episodes. But they're interviewing some of the top performers on the planet. And their advice would always follow the same line. And I, I always thought, what if I asked my dad or my neighbour or the everyday person this question? Would their, would, their question, would their answer rather be different? And so my question to you, Matt, is what advice would you give to, say, your 20-year-old self? Just believe in yourself. Like, everything, you know, listen to yourself. And just really listen to yourself. Um, and there's so much noise. <clears throat> there's people's opinions. There's external factors. But deep down, you know. Um, and if you just keep following that, you're going to end up what you're doing. Um, that's why you're here, you know, because you're completely unique from anyone else here. So really just believe in yourself. And when that self-belief comes into fruition, that's when... The craziest opportunities start happening. It's so, it's like the weirdest thing. You're just like, how is this happening? <laughs> but I'm just like, it's, yeah. And I'm still, you know, those levels of self belief are going up and up and up. And yeah. Um, I'm so appreciative of the work that I've done on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Plenty more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. So, before we go, could you, if you would like, let people know where they could hit you up if they wanted to come, you yeah, know, sure. for a run or even just get in touch personally? Absolutely. So um, hit me on the DMs on Instagram at Willix um, underscore. That's where uh, I hit you up. Yeah, so straight away. Beautiful. I'll um, yeah, link, link that as well. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, AMPM, I run or lead a run crew with my mate Ben and a couple other um, crew that is... Fully include anyone, any level, if you're interested in sort of running. Um, and then we offer a different kind of thing. So AMPM, we run on a Tuesday night. It's We're doing a collab with M Pavilion at the moment, so we're kind of diving around, but I'm pretty active on that, so I can provide more details. And, yeah, just I guess those are my two channels. I'm learning how to diversify and get onto other platforms. But Sure. I like talking face-to-face, so if you see me in the street, come see what up. Beautiful. I'll probably be running, actually. So. <laughs> Try to keep up and maybe get in a photo. Yeah. Tuck your pants into your sock or something. <laughs> yeah. Do something. Okay. Catch your attention. <laughs> no, I love it, man. 
Bef- oh. Before we go, is there yeah, anything else you'd like to add that maybe I haven't prompted with a question or anything you'd like to say? No, I just want to say generally appreciate you for sliding into my DMs or <laughs> just seeing something interesting about me that made you want me to get me here because, yeah, as you said, everyone's got a story to tell. Hopefully this resonates with someone. If it doesn't, I've had a fucking great conversation with you and, um, yeah, it's just about being yourself and following what's inside. Beautiful. My man. Leave it there. Thank you so much, bro. My guy. Legend. There it is. It was so much fun. So there you have it. Another episode of the Hope Initiative. Thank you so much to Willix for coming on and joining me. It took me six months to get this thing out, but like you know any creative process sometimes things take time and despite having you know 60 odd episodes released prior to this conversation I just personally wasn't in the right space to to get this out but you know conversations like this with Willix and many of the other conversations that I've had in this time have really helped me find you know that purpose and regain that consistency and that effort so i'm very grateful for that and i look forward to linking up with willix at ampm and at other you know little things in the future once this pandemic and these lockdowns are behind us if you want to get in touch with him everything that we spoke about is in the show notes so please feel free to get in touch with him there And if you enjoyed this conversation, there's plenty more episodes for you to listen to if you haven't already, if this is your first time, and there'll be plenty more to come. So yeah, thanks again for listening. Share it with a friend, like and subscribe, all that jazz, you know what to do. And until next time, just keep on creating.